0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. This episode is going to be all about habits, I'm constantly trying to incorporate new things into my routine or form new healthy habits, but it can be really hard to maintain. It can be intimidating, overwhelming, and at times a little bit discouraging, especially when I start to slip or forget one. This leads me to my guest today, Dr. B.J. Fogg, a behavior scientist and founder and director of the Behavior Design Lab at Stanford University, who is presenting his groundbreaking research on habit formation for the first time ever in print in his new book, Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. I'm so excited to learn how to get these habits I dream about to stick. and definitely ready to take notes. Here is Dr. Fogg.
1: Hello, thank Hello. you for having me here. I'm so
0: excited to chat with you and even more so now that I've like Ta-dam. hung out with you for a yeah, little. Yeah,
1: we danced, yeah, right? Together. We went, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I led it. you to the
0: bathroom. <laughs> um, okay. So I just want to start by talking about your background and, Mm -hmm. you know, your interest in human behavior and how you got started in
1: doing this. Can I I share like a true story, like a confession?
0: Please do. Okay.
1: I was raised in Fresno, California, the most glamorous part of California (laughs) in a Mormon family. Okay. And when you're raised Mormon, there's a lot of behavior change issues and behavior modifications. I just grew up in the culture of how do you optimize behavior and your life? Well, I'm no longer practicing. I'm gay and I've been partnered for like 30 years. So right. that doesn't really work. A line. Mm-hmm. But even so, I bring that with me and I brought it with me to higher education where I became really interested in how human behavior works. Mm-hmm. And over the last nine years, specifically studying human habits and how mm-hmm. can you form habits quickly and easily.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, how can you get rid of bad habits, also, right? Also,
1: that's part of the bundle right there, isn't right. it?
0: So- I don't know where I heard this, but I want to say Oprah said something like, it takes three weeks to form a habit. Is that true? No.
1: No. No. And it probably wasn't Oprah. Oprah, shame on you. No. (laughs) Maybe
0: I made it up. Sometimes (laughs) I blame it on my dreams. I just say it must've been in my dream.
1: (laughs) It's a common thing. People say 21 days or 66 days and so on. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the research that people cite most often for that, it doesn't show that that Repetition causes habits. It correlates with habits. What actually causes habits is the emotion that you feel when you do a new behavior. Mm -hmm. So when you do a new behavior and you feel a positive emotion, if your brain connects, let's say I'm drinking this sip of water and my brain goes, oh my gosh, that was awesome. I feel so hydrated. Uh That starts wiring it in as a habit. So it's not repetition. It's a function of the emotion that you feel. So emotions create habits.
0: So what emotion are you getting from drinking that water? Well, just that, I mean, I would think it's just a more physical <sighs> thing that it's quenching your
1: thirst. Yes, and there's a way to hack your emotions. And this is a chapter in my book, Penny okay. Habits. How do you hack your emotions deliberately so you can wire in habits quickly and easily? So let's take this as an example. So let's take I take a sip of this water. I'm gonna take a <coughs> sip of my water
0: too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's sparkling. It's very mm-hmm. nice. And so if I can go, awesome, I feel so hydrated. Like if I can do a fist pump or go, do 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 and I imagine how hydrated my body is and I can feel that emotion of success, uh-huh. your brain then takes note of that and it starts wiring and drinking water and maybe even this brand of water <laughs> as a habit. So it's not repetition, it's the emotion. So you're really designing, when you're designing for habits, you're designing for emotions.
0: But doesn't that force you to, have to be so aware of everything you're doing all the time Does that make sense like yeah,
1: it's it, it, it's a good I mean emotions are everywhere right, right. and emotions serve different functions but mm-hmm. what I discovered in my research is that you can hack your emotions okay and by doing it at the right moment, you can cause habits to wire into your brain. Okay. It's actually, it changes the regulation of dopamine in your brain in a way that makes your brain remember the habit and want to do it again.
0: Right. Because it felt so good. Yeah. Your your brain and your body are working together that you then naturally (sighs) want to do it over and over and over again. It's like working
1: out. Yes. Yes, exactly. So- And this in my book is going to be controversial. I know it. So I've taught tiny habits to 40,000 people starting in 2011, Mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. And I've taught this method called celebration, Mm -hmm. which is something you do to fire off that positive emotion on demand. So you're hacking your emotion in order to wire the habit in. So for example, uh, if you want to create the classic habit in tiny habits is flossing, Okay. After you floss oh, one tooth, I two. never floss. Well, see, this is why I, I and I'm I
0: married my husband's oh my dad as a dentist.
1: Your smile <laughs> is so beautiful. This I was sent here today <laughs> to talk to you to, about to, flossing, yes. wasn't I?
0: <laughs> That's the habit that I'm going oh to form gosh. from this. Okay, so I was hoping it would be something a little bit I, more meaningful. I, I brought my
1: floss <laughs> in the bag. <back>. Can you <laughs> get out my floss? Okay. So here's how it works. So. In tiny habits, you take any new habit you want and you make it as small as possible. Mm -hmm. So not all your teeth, just one tooth. Okay. As you floss one tooth, do a fist pump and go, I'm awesome. Or (laughs) raise your hands up and look in the mirror and smile. Anything that gives you that feeling of success Mm -hmm. and that will hack your brain and wire in the habit.
0: Okay, That's what you do. So when you want to start doing something, it's just all about positive mindset. Re- not rewarding yourself, rewarding yourself with like a positive thought.
1: At the right moment. At the
0: right moment. Now, it
1: can be a thought, it can be a movement. Some right. people dance, right. some Like people. a little
0: cheer for yourself in whatever form yeah. that takes. You know what?
1: I love that you said that.
0: And now a word from our sponsor. Did you guys know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating? Yikes, that does not sound good. Native's deodorant is made without aluminum, so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. I love, love, love my Native. One, it's safe. Like I said, it doesn't have aluminum, no parabens, no talc. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. It has ingredients you know, things like coconut oil and chia butter, and you wear deodorant every day, so shouldn't you be able to understand the ingredients list, it actually works. Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on performance. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. They have 10 scents, including their classics and rotating seasonals. Their classic scents include coconut and vanilla, which is their most popular, lavender and rose, which is what I'm using right now, Cucumber and Mint and Eucalyptus and Mint. They also offer an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those who have certain skin sensitivities. You can get free shipping on every order and Native offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the USA. They've also come out with a relaunch of their toothpaste. So most natural toothpaste feel like natural toothpaste during brushing, gritty, little to no foaming, limited freshening powder, and without the clean mouth feeling you experience back after brushing your teeth. Native's toothpastes use a special blend of naturally derived cleansers, flavors, and whiteners to deliver a great brushing experience without the trade-offs of other natural toothpastes. Here's the deal, you guys. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com slash withwit. That's nativedeodorant.com slash withwit for 20% off your first purchase. And now back to our chat. Hi, I'm Shanae Alexander, host of Press Send, a podcast, and more importantly, a safe and hilarious place for candid conversations about the scary, funny, heartbreaking, but always intriguing questions that make us all human. Each week, me and a new best friend you haven't met yet field your questions across any and all topics and offer our take on the matter. With plenty of humor, heart, and badassery along the way, we launch a new episode of Press Send every Wednesday. We'll see you there. So what are the habits that people want to form the most? And then I'm going to have a second part to that question. Like, what do people come to you and are like, I really wish I was doing more of this. How can I do this? Like, what do you find the most?
1: There's a lot around eating, a lot okay. around stress, a lot mm-hmm. around productivity. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent, there's so many parents that want to teach their kids tiny habits because mm-hmm. it helps them from the beginning mm-hmm. do these things. Mm-hmm. So it just really... you know,
0: Depends my, what you yeah, need in your life. In
1: my Stanford lab, about 18 months ago, we did three different pieces of research to mm-hmm. figure out what are the top aspirations. And it just varies so much by... Who who's chiming in. You are, right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's break it down a little bit. Let's talk about food, for instance, Boom. diet. Okay. I want to go into different categories, but mm-hmm. I think since you brought up the food diet aspect, that that would be something a lot of people want to hear about. Obviously, everybody wants to eat healthier, right? But it can be so overwhelming. And you have so many people telling you this is the diet you should have. This is what you should be doing. No sugar, no carbs, Atkins, blah, blah, blah. We're like inundated with so much information. How do you start? Well,
1: I have my strong personal opinions Mm -hmm. about what works for me. So I'm not going to say which diet or what to eat, but what I will say I would advise start with healthy snacking. Find mm-hmm. what snacking is right for you and mm-hmm. wire it in as a habit and then do a lot of it. Okay. Okay. So find what works for you,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, I mean, because it's different for different people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a process of discovery, just like creating any other kind of habit what is the best habit for me? Where does it fit naturally in my life? Mm-hmm. And then you wired in through celebration. So it, once you know how to create habits and that's what this book's all about, mm-hmm. then the question becomes, well, now that I can create any habit I want, what habit should I have? Right. And when it comes to nutrition, sure, I could say leafy greens and fresh produce, and of course. right. But to get down to the details, whether it's low carb, or it, it, I'm not gonna go there. right? But, figure out what works for you and you can create habits. And don't worry so much about the unwanted, you know, like the snacking that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Start with creating good habits first Mm -hmm. because some of those other habits will just fall away naturally.
0: Right. Okay. So that's some diet habits. What about like stress? I feel like stress is just I mean, it plagues everyone and it feels like it's everywhere and everybody kind of wants these quick fixes. How can I de-stress?
1: In Silicon Valley, where I'm based, that's the number one issue within the the workplace. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. More than, I mean, it's just overwhelming. They Mm -hmm. call it resilience and other things, but it's really stress and Mm -hmm. burnout. Mm -hmm. And I have done research in hospitals. In emergency rooms to use tiny habits to reduce stress and, you know, scientific research and it works. I feel more comfortable suggesting specifics here. Yes. It's not about diet. Right. <sighs> Three calming breaths. Okay. So yeah, meditation is a great habit, but to do 30 minutes of meditation, is very hard to wire it. It is who so. has the time? No. Right? So
0: I, when I was pregnant, I can't, remember, I can't remember exactly what pushed me to do this, but I decided to sign up for a mindfulness-based stress <laughs> reduction yeah, class at yeah. Insight. Life. And they started by having us do, wanting us to do an hour of meditation a day. Hmm. And at the time I didn't know any better. And so I was trying to do it and I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. How do people do this? And now looking back on it, after talking to so many more people, I've realized that that was... So intense Too to start big. out with. And then I got completely turned off by it.
1: Yeah. I'm here to tell you, yeah. <laughs> besides, please start flossing,
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> is the fact that you couldn't continue is not your fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I say this on page one of Tiny Habits. If you've tried to change and you couldn't do it, it's not your fault. You just haven't been given the right way yet. Right. And that's what this book's about. So right. stress. Stress. One of the things that the nurses found very calming, was just taking three calming breaths, three mindful breaths. So not 30 minutes and not an hour. Right. And then you find, where does it fit in my life? So for example, uh, some of the nurses, as soon as they parked in the parking lot at the hospital, Mm -hmm. that's when they would take three calming breaths and they would wire that in as a habit. And what happens my research shows it's not just the nurses but other people as you wire in a new habit and feel successful you will find yourself naturally doing that habit in other places of your life so Interesting. that yeah so that three calming breaths becomes a go to either that you do deliberately as soon as you after i put my kids to bed mm-hmm. or inadvertently you wake up in the middle of the night you're restless and you just start taking those breaths mm-hmm. so what habits will do when designed in this way you have these ripple effects and they multiply. Mm-hmm. So that, that is a really good one. Another one has to do with self-talk and the chatter in yeah, our head. Yeah. Right? It's like we
0: always just turn to negative self-talk. It's like easier for us or something. Yeah.
1: So one of them
0: mm-hmm. that
1: I do, and this is about being frustrated by other people. If somebody in line is taking a lot of time or mm-hmm. somebody cuts me off in traffic and I'm frustrated, the tiny habit is this. After I feel frustrated, I will say to myself, everyone is doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. No one tries to screw up. Mm -hmm. And that phrase, I don't say it out loud, but Mm -hmm. I say it very vividly in my head. And it just gives me a little more compassion. A
0: little more perspective. Yeah.
1: And the frustration that's boiling up calms down. And then I'm calmer and I'm like, Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. And you also,
0: sometimes I'll say to myself, like, you don't know what kind of day someone else has had. Like if someone is like a little bit rude to you or short or cuts you off, like you mentioned, you don't, you don't know what they've just had to encounter exactly. that has forced that behavior. A little bit of
1: compassion there. Exactly. So there are other things are like more physical kind of movements, just okay. a stretch or a little neck massage. Yeah. You know, just like, you can't see me here out there in audio <laughs> land, but I'm massaging my neck <laughs> yeah. right now. But what point during the day do you just take a few seconds and just do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And once you find where it fits natural in your life, like the other habits I'm talking about, then you'll find you more automatically just at other stress points just relax you know okay. it could be just a hand stretch and mm-hmm. so on so one of the classes i taught at stanford it was about 5 years ago was all about this and you know how do we, we called it calming because yeah. we wanted the positive framing, not the negative. Not
0: anti-stress. Yeah,
1: so we huh. look, we've looked a lot at this and mm-hmm. it turns out you don't have to meditate an hour a day to have significant reductions in your stress.
0: Mm-hmm. And now a word from our brand partner. So this has actually been such a relevant conversation. I was with my in-laws last night. They were talking about Uber and the new way that you have to get an Uber at the airport, at LAX, and just how safe they feel. And my mom was saying how she hasn't really taken advantage of Uber because she hasn't felt safe. And I immediately was like, oh my God. I have all this new info to share with you so that you can feel safe because mom, you should totally be using Uber. So what's happening is Uber is really, really, really committed to safety and to continuously raising the bar to help make safer journeys for everyone. For starters, all drivers are background checked before their first ride, which includes driving and criminal history checks. And on top of that, they re-screen drivers every year and use technology to look for issues in between. For any of those just-in-case moments that you may feel while you're in the car, Everyone who rides and drives with Uber also has access to an emergency button in the app that quickly connects them to 911. And now Uber has introduced a brand new safety feature called Ride Check. Using GPS and smartphone sensors, Ride Check can detect if a trip goes unusually off course and check in to provide support. I felt really, really empowered being able to tell my mom that, and I feel more empowered even just knowing that when using Uber myself. Ride. Check is just one of the ways Uber is committed to safety. Learn more at uber.com slash safety. Again, that's uber.com slash safety. And now back to our chat. What do you do? Like for me, we talked about the negative self-talk. Like I find myself yeah. saying all the time, I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel bad about this. I feel bad for this yeah. person. I feel bad. I didn't do enough of this. And my husband had to say to me the other day, like, you have to stop saying you feel bad. Yeah. But what what do I do? I mean, this may be a question for you or maybe it, it's a question for my therapist. It's a therapist. big question.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a big question. But, um,
0: but what do you do when you constantly just feel like, like it's a bad habit that you're constantly telling, you're, you're constantly feeling bad. How can I talk yeah. myself out of that?
1: So I don't have a way to study exactly what's going on in people's heads. Right. That's self talk. Mm-hmm. However, what I do see in my data is that as people do tiny habits and feel successful, mm-hmm. including the celebration piece, especially mm-hmm. the celebration piece, then that ability to say, I did a good job, generalizes to other parts of your life. So I'll give a true example from my life, which mm-hmm. may or may not be relevant. A few weeks ago, I was in my bathroom and it had to do floss. I'd flossed, I went to drop the floss in the trash can and I missed, okay. Years ago, before doing Tiny Habits, I would have said, oh, BJ, that was clumsy. You can't even hit it. But now, because you know, part of Tiny Habits is you change by feeling good mm-hmm. and you recognize your successes. Instead of beating myself up, I just bent down, pick up the floss and I put it in the trash. And I was like, good for you. You're the kind of person that picks up a little piece of trash when it fell in the wrong place. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So yes, it just yes. shifts. So again, I can't like open up my head or other people's head, and study and what tell is them that? Why script. they're feeling
0: bad? Yeah, but
1: there is this positivity that you learn to embrace, and then you react to things more in a positive way rather than the self trash talk.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what about getting ready in the morning, starting your day? How I feel like that is such an important part of your day. Yes. So, what are some it's of the, the tiny most, habits? It's it is the most. Okay.
1: Guess what. there's an entire book. Uh I only prescribe one habit and it's in the area you're talking about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it goes, it's called the Maui habit. Okay. Maui habit. I go to Maui tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, Um, And it goes like this. After my feet touch the floor in the morning, I will say, so you're getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. I will say it's going to be a great, Day.
0: Do you say it out loud or in your head?
1: I say it out loud
0: uh-huh.
1: or I whisper it. If my partner's still asleep, I might just go, it's going to be a great day. But then he'll hear me say it. I'll hear him say it. He'll and like,
0: I'm awake. <laughs> and
1: even when I don't think it's going to be a great day, like I'm scared about what's ahead, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. I still say, it's going to be a great day somehow. Uh-huh, right. And uh-huh. that helps. And so that is the one habit. It comes on like page five. Uh-huh. I say, do this, people. It's seven words, three seconds. And what you like exactly what you said earlier, it's such an important part of your day starts you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Then when you interact with your kids or your spouse or you meet a challenge or an opportunity, you respond differently to all of that, mm-hmm. more positively. So you're headed in an upward direction rather than like, damn, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this day. Right. right then you're headed right, downward.
0: Right. I know I find myself doing that sometimes, like I'll be so overwhelmed by a day that I'll just wanna wish the whole day away. Mm-hmm. And I don't. Then I won't be present. You know, I like I. No offense to you, but I even did it today because I have <gasps> today's a, was a really busy yeah, day for me. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I just want to kind of get through it. And I envision myself at the end of the day, and I need to continue, like not only say it's going to be a great day in the morning, but continue that messaging throughout the day. Can
1: I share something that really happened to me this morning? Yes. It totally relates to what you just said. Yeah. So that thing I call the Maui habit. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great day. Mm -hmm. I named it the Maui habit in honor of my friend named Charlotte, who was born in Hawaii. Okay. So before she passed away from cancer, and even before I knew she had cancer, it was about three weeks before she was hiding it from my partner and from me. She gave me a birthday card that on the front, and I brought the card. It's right there in my bag. Oh, my gosh. This morning, I just decided to pull it off the fridge. It's right in my bag. And on the front of the card, it says, every day is a gift Mm -hmm. with a sailboat. Mm -hmm. And she gave that to us. And it was three weeks later, she took us to our doctor's appointment. So we knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And then I went home, and I looked at the card in our fridge, and I was like, oh. So this was what Charlotte was telling me. She knew she would die soon. Mm -hmm. And so it was that, I'm getting chills talking about this. And Mm -hmm. if I break down.
0: It's okay. (laughs) Stop me. It's okay. Anyway,
1: that, you know, looking at it on her fridge and then my partner and I talking about it, it then became the Maui habit. Mm -hmm. You know, that morphed to those seven words of saying it's going to be a great day.
0: Mm And that every day is a gift. Every day
1: is a gift. Yeah. Let's make the most of it. It's so true. I
0: mean, obviously tragedies happen all the time, but especially like what happened with Kobe Bryant and all the family that was lost and the family that was left. Like it all puts those, these kinds of things into perspective.
1: And, and what you're doing with the Maui habit, with mm-hmm. these seven words, mm-hmm. you're not forcing yourself to feel differently. Mm-hmm. You just say those seven words, even if it's mechanical.
0: Okay. Just
1: say it. Right. Even if you don't truly believe it, mm-hmm. just say it. Because
0: that, that's the hard part is that I'm thinking about my day tomorrow and I'm thinking about what I don't want to do. <laughs> and I need to stop that, by the way, um, and maybe take a deeper look at why I don't want to do it. But um, yeah, it's like really thinking about I don't know, the positives out of things as opposed to
1: life's hard. Yeah. Life's hard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you I mean, and Instagram and other social platforms and the perception that everybody has these awesome lives is yeah. not making it any easier. No,
0: that's for sure. Harder. And even though there is a lot of conversation about that, and that I've I've talked about that a lot on my podcast and on my social media, I'm very honest and open. I try to like un- take the veil off and show people what really is going on behind closed doors. But it is hard because not most people are doing that. And yeah. so I feel especially, especially my my generation is constantly comparing ourselves to others. Yeah. So that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was this like my generation, my, you know, whoever's listening here, this millennial mom who feels like mm-hmm. they have to be everything to everyone. Yeah. What are some of the tiny habits that we can take on that will help us get through the day and not...
1: Let me give three specific ones. So like I said, I've coached tons of people. I've also trained and certified people to be tiny habits coaches. And they will, some of them are millennial moms and some of them tell me what goes on. So let me give one, three examples quickly. Number one, maybe the the stack of books that you've ordered pile up and pile up and that's causing stress. Mm -hmm. One mom, busy mom, found the solution by... The tiny habit recipe went like this. After I buckle my seatbelt, I will push play on my audiobook player. Okay. It was that simple. And that allowed her to get through the books that were stacking up and that reduced her stress. So that's one right there. Another one, this is a mom in South Africa. Yeah. Her name is Boo of all things. And so she called me, she's like, I'm so excited. Um, She was having a hard time getting her kids, she has two boys, to put the um, their dirty clothes in the hamper. Okay. So she read my book, and one of the key things is help people do what they already want to do. Mm-hmm. She thought, Well, what do my boys want to do? Oh, they want to throw things. Mm-hmm. So she put up a little basketball thing over the hamper, and her kids are like throwing stuff into the hamper. So it was that simple of mm-hmm. aligning what they wanted with what with what with, she wanted, what she needed to mm-hmm. get done. Mm-hmm. And then, this won't surprise you gratitude. Mm -hmm. And one of the habits uh, that has worked well for a lot of people is after my head touches the pillow at night, Mm -hmm. I will think of one thing for which I'm grateful Mm -hmm. of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a simple thing, but what it does when you know you're going to have to check in at the end of the day of something that you're grateful for, your brain or some part of you watches, you're looking for something that you can see at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the lens on which you're seeing the world is different. You're looking for things to be grateful for Mm -hmm. rather than things to be irritated by. You're
0: so right. There was a little span of time where I was doing that at the end of the day for like two weeks, but I was making a list of 20 things.
1: That's pretty big. Yeah,
0: but one thing sounds a little bit
1: Because all you have to do is put your brain, your Mm -hmm. soul Mm -hmm. on notice Mm -hmm. that I'm looking for something to be grateful for. Let me share one that I do in my life, and this might be a good one for people. Mm -hmm. After I start the shower... I think of one thing about my body for which I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. So that could be, oh, a cut healed or the skin stretches here or my hair actually grows. Yeah. I'm always looking for something new. Mm-hmm. Now that is a kind of tiny habit that I call a meanwhile habit because you're waiting for the shower to warm up. Right, you got right, like 20 right, right. seconds to do something. Think of something about your body that you're grateful for. And what I think happens there, it's very hard to study this, is that you, as you start appreciating different parts of your body, then you act differently regarding your body and your health because you're in the, you're looking for things to, this marvelous thing that we inhabit, this physical body right. is really fantastic. right? And by finding the things that you appreciate, and this is where I'm making a leap. I don't have science around this, uh-huh. but then you find reasons to take better care of it. Interesting. See what I'm saying?
0: Totally. So speaking of your tiny habits or things that you do, I would love to know some of the things that you do every day.
1: Well, I'll I'll share some that might surprise you. I mean, there's the obvious ones with eating and exercise and so on. In the morning, rather than meditate, I've shifted from meditation to I play a tenor recorder. It's like a flute. Okay. So I sit there in the dark and now the last week or two, I've been lighting like candles and I sit there and I just play long tones like, ooh, and then I'll play some songs. And whatever. Oh, I brought a soprano. Want me to play it? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I, I really just... do have it in my bag.
0: <laughs> I would be down.
1: Maybe, <laughs> maybe, <Yeah. laughs> maybe, maybe as we close it out. Okay. <laughs> so one, early in the morning, just play the, and even if I don't feel like playing it, mm-hmm. I know like just take three breaths and get it going. And then it shifts and I'll play for 20 or 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And over the last three years, I've actually gotten pretty good. I played for 900 people in London last week at a big hall. Wow, good for
0: you. Well, it was for jokes, and make them laugh at me, but still. (laughs) But yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, Another one that might surprise people is, it has to do with nutrition. This is an odd one, but it Mm -hmm. works for me. Mm -hmm. Again, explore what works for you. For me, when I go to eat an apple as a snack, I only eat the peel. The skin. What do you call it?
0: The yeah. Yeah, I the only peel. eat the yeah. outside
1: and I throw the rest away.
0: You know, it's weird. I have a weird apple <laughs> habit too, but I don't know what it means. Every time I eat an apple, I have to twist the stem off yeah. and do the ABCs and see what letter. It used to be when I was younger. I think it was because like whatever letter I it came off on, I was like, oh, that's the first letter of the the man that I will marry. Like it would come off at S and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to marry Sean. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Here's what (laughs) you do. Why
0: It's such a random thing. But now I I have to do it all the time.
1: You have just pitched me a softball. I love this. Here's what. So here's what you do for any existing routine you already have, Mm -hmm. whether it's starting the coffee maker, twisting the stem off the apple. (laughs) Yeah. You can then use that to remind you to do a new habit.
0: Okay. So as
1: you twist it off and you count A, B, C, Maybe if it comes up the letter F, think of a friend in your life who you appreciate whose name starts with the letter F. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Mm -hmm. you do the same routine, but Mm -hmm. then you map it to create a new habit that you want. Yeah, And I'm suggesting one that's about relationships and appreciation Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. reasons that you and everybody listening understand. Right. So anything you already do can be, I call it an anchor. Uh So whether that's turning on the shower, buckling your seatbelt, uh, starting the coffee maker, walking in the door after you get home from work, can then be your reminder. You can put a new habit right after that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have basically real estate you can develop right like Right. Like it's after. already
0: a habit that just needs yeah. to be reprogrammed a little.
1: And you just add something on to mm-hmm. it. I call it anchoring. So you tie the new habit onto something solid you already do. And I've never heard the Twisting it's the apple so stem. I'm going to use that example in the future. Okay. Can I? Yeah, I, of I love course. it. I love it.
0: <laughs> so, what about relationship tiny habits?
1: Relationships. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the quality of your closest relationships mm-hmm. is directly re- correlated to your happiness. Mm-hmm. So, happiness comes from the quality of the close relationships. So, it's simple things. So my partner, he loves cooking. He won't mm-hmm. let me cook. So he makes me breakfast. And so after, there's a specific moment, after I eat breakfast, I put it by the sink because he doesn't let me do the dishes either.
0: Wow, and I what say, a Think? wonderful <laughs> partner. I know,
1: right? He you do...
0: won't let me cook. He yeah, won't let me clean. And he won't <laughs> let
1: me do the laundry either. But I do Is that lo- true? Yes, oh absolutely. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of this. So 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 that's one for yeah, sure. Yeah. And then he goes out, he figured out weirdly that he loves to do rowing in the morning, like, I wouldn't have figured that was, Mm -hmm. but he figured that's what he loves. That's his exercise. So he comes in. So I'm playing my flute. Uh He's out in the garage gym rowing. He comes in and I'm like, awesome. Good. I celebrate him. Yeah. You know, sometimes I go give him a hug and sometimes he's not going to listen to this. So I can say this. Sometimes I'd like grab his muscles and go, man, look at you. (laughs) Right. And I'm genuine. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But, If I'm feeling that, why not express it? And he loves it. He just beams and he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, look how firm you are here. So that just, now he's like lifting weights more what I didn't tell you is my partner is 75. He's okay. like 20 years older than okay. I am. And so for him to lift weights and really firm up and take it seriously
0: is incredible. It's
1: important to me. Yeah. Right? Because you cause, want
0: him to last long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
1: be active and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In some ways, what you, I think, I'll just talk. So we've been together 30 years. Okay. So that's for a gay that's, couple and how hard it's been with all of the culture, that's mm-hmm. kind of a big
0: deal. It's a long time, no matter who you are.
1: And what you do essentially is what's going to affirm this person and help them feel successful uh-huh. in things that matter to them. Uh-huh. So I could prescribe stuff, but what you really want to do is say, For my significant other, what really matters to them?
0: Yes. What fills up their love bucket?
1: There we go. Yeah, that's I Yes, you can think of that way. My
0: husband just started going to therapy and he was talking (laughs) about me and how I can be sort of insecure sometimes. And the therapist said to him, you just, you need to fill up her love bucket more. You need to find out what is her love language. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Maps to that. So Mm -hmm. find out what matters Mm -hmm. and then find ways to affirm them. Mm Mm-hmm in ways that matter to them. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And it can be tiny little statements. It can be little notes. Okay, so with my partner, it's like, you know, hey, Denny, I'm on the plane. It's a simple text message right. with an emoji. Mm-hmm. As soon as I land, just land it.
0: Mm-hmm. Or it like sounds, thinking of you, yeah. just the random things throughout the day. You know, yeah. and
1: it sounds simple, but those tiny things add up more than me buying something lavish for right. Valentine's Day. Right,
0: right. And then, you know, because I have a two and a half year old,
1: Wow, you so, are busy. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> I am thinking about, you know, my biggest, my biggest job in life right huh. now is just creating a good, happy human, right? right? And so, for a two and a half year old, he's really starting to understand so much. He understands so much more than I even realize he understands. So, what are some of the things that I can start to do with him to teach him some?
1: Yeah, good tiny habits? you know, I've not been there. Yeah. So I know, I know there are like tiny habits for moms and tiny habits for kids yeah. and moms. And yeah. so again, I'm not a-
0: Right, this isn't from experience. Right, just but from, it's from yeah. hearing
1: from my coaches and all the people yes. I've, I've coached and so on. As soon as you can, teach your kids to do this celebration thing, to say, okay. good for me. Okay. I did a good job. Okay. Because at some point, 13, 14, 15, 16- they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to you right. But if you can get them saying good for me I to self basically self-reinforcing right. right. And if they can apply that to any behavior that they w- think is a good one, they want to repeat more often, mm-hmm. then you're giving them a superpower to change, a superpower to create habits. And there, there's a story in the book where one mom was like, I mean she's a working mom really really busy and then she would celebrate wiping a counter and her kid saw her do it and her kids started celebrating along with it, like, way mm-hmm. to go, mom. And so mm-hmm. they like did it together. Mm-hmm. And that not only helped her wire in the habit and feel like a good mom, mm-hmm. but it started teaching her kid that this is how you, you know, this is how you, up your game, basically, in your daily life. Right,
0: because kids at this age, they just want to do whatever you're doing. They're like little shadows. That's what she said. So if if you lead by example, like we, he must have always been hearing us say, like, nice to meet you when we would meet someone. And then recently- we were meeting a neighbor and I said, this is Sunny." And Sonny stuck out his hand and said, nice to meet you. And it's not like we taught him to say that. It's like, were you it was so just, proud? oh my God, it was my <laughs> proudest that's parent awesome. like, moment Fair. of all time.
1: Okay. That emotion you were feeling? Yeah. Is the, what we're talking about with celebration mm-hmm. is that feeling of success. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's you felt that naturally because yes. of what your kid did and mm-hmm. congratulations. <laughs> but you can also find ways to hack it. That emotion has never been named. Okay. And so when it's when it's somebody else, we call it pride. But right. when it's we're feeling it about ourselves, it's not quite pride. And so
0: it's not confidence.
1: Well, I've done a bunch of research on this. I called the emotion experts around the world, four of them, my academic colleagues. And they're like, they're right, there's no name. So in tiny habits, I give it a name. Mm -hmm. So that feeling you have when you feel successful now is named shine. Shine. Shine.
0: Okay. You're shining.
1: Shine. Yeah. So you're feeling shine for your kid. And uh-huh. what you want to teach them is uh-huh. how to feel shine. Oh, you put your you put your your socks away. Good. You should feel shine. You threw your clothes into the hamper. Boom. Celebrate. You feel shine.
0: shine. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Now more than ever, we just have to <sighs> set ourselves up for success mm-hmm. and others. Mm-hmm. We need to bring shine into our lives and share shine with other people. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that we change best by feeling good, not Mm -hmm. by feeling bad. There's Mm -hmm. no role for shame or guilt or self trash talk in this kind of change, you Mm -hmm. do it the opposite way. Mm -hmm. And nobody's perfect, right? right? But when you don't do it perfectly, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I dropped the floss in the wrong place or whatever. Think of it this way, it's sort of like, let's say we're redesigning this room and putting pictures and chairs around. And in the first attempt, we put that table in the wrong place. We don't beat ourselves up over it. We just make an adjustment. Right. The same thing with your habits. Right. Design your habits, try them out. And if something doesn't work, don't beat your just adjust it. Right. And that's what it is. It's a process of exploration. You know, there's a very specific step-by-step way of doing it. But one of the steps is if it's not working, tweak it tweak it until you find where it fits naturally. And it's a habit that you love that can take root and grow.
0: Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about like specific habits and diet, relationships, kids, motherhood. What are just some of the the broader ones that you feel like are really helpful? Like if someone was coming to you yeah. and they were just like, BJ, what are the top three habits that I should do? definitely be doing in my life every single day. Great.
1: Well, we've talked about some of them, but I'll give you three more. Yeah. Productivity. Mm -hmm. And in my view, productivity is really a function of prioritizing. Mm -hmm. You want to be productive in things that matter because if you're unproductive in things that don't matter, then so what? Mm -hmm. So have a tiny habit of where you identify your top priority for that day. Okay. And so one of the working moms in the book, her name's Amy, that's her real name. Mm-hmm. All the stories are true, but mm-hmm. some of the names we had to change. In okay. Amy's case, we didn't. What she did was after she dropped off her daughter, Rachel, at school, she would immediately park and write down her top priority for her business because her business wasn't really progressing. And okay. that was a game changer. Now wow. she does multi-million dollar accounts. It's Amazing. grown. So have a habit of prioritizing. I'm gonna go back to the relationship one. Mm-hmm. Have a habit of, You know, think of somebody in your life that needs to be closer, Mm -hmm. like your mom. Mm -hmm. Create the habit of texting your mom. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be a big, long conversation, but just reconnect there. You know, it could be emoji and a little bit of an interaction Mm -hmm. because I think that's so important. And then from a financial perspective, I think this is a big challenge. Mm -hmm. Have the tiny habit of, after I see something I really want, I'll say to myself, "Ah, I'm going to sleep on it. Now, I know that's not so like groundbreaking and novel, but you can think of it as a tiny habit that is your policy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in, let's say Denny and I were in shopping for, and we saw some great artwork in Maui, and of course they're trying to sell it to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we really like it, but I have a policy. I never buy it the same day, right? So it allowed me to push back mm-hmm. and even announced to my partner, I was like, okay, no, we're going to sleep on it. We're always going to sleep on this. And guess what? The next morning, We didn't even remember it.
0: Yeah. Okay. One more question. (laughs) Okay. Ready. (laughs) Phones and technology. We're always out of habit, reaching when we are a second alone, have a second to wait for something. We just are constantly looking at our phones. How can we get ourselves out of that bad habit?
1: This has been the focus of my Stanford lab the last year. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: I don't doubt it. Yeah. So
1: what I always try to do in my classes and my research at Stanford is pick a really hard problem that hasn't been solved yet that has to do with the behavior. So last mm-hmm. year it's that, and it continues. This mm-hmm. year it's climate change and climate action. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. training professionals. In fact, I just did it this morning, professionals around the world how to change behavior. So we can save this planet. And yeah, our because life that on it. it
0: really is small things can add up. Yeah. Small things that we can do. Yeah.
1: So with social media, it's again different for different people. And my research team, I'll just give a, a Stanford resource and then I'll give yeah. my answer. Okay. At screen time. Dot Stanford.edu dot mm-hmm. is a little cute little character we call Screen Time Genie. And you answer like three questions for her. And then she goes into the database and pulls out here are the three ways that, you know, I think you know, it's a recommendation but system. That you could limit your screen yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people can do that. But certainly in your own life, have the habit of. Or have the policy, part of it's policy, part of it's habits. Policy okay. is like no phones at the dinner table.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: Or when you host a party, hey everybody, welcome. Policy in my home is no phones. Yeah. We're gonna really connect with each other. Yes, we'll take a group picture at the end, but we're not gonna be doing social. Oh
0: my God, people would be so pissed if I said that. Okay,
1: but maybe <laughs> not, cause here's here's how I know. Okay. So I was in charge of my family reunion, big Mormon family reunion mm-hmm. in Idaho. Uh, in 2019, and it cycles through the siblings. So now it was my turn, and mm-hmm. I thought, I know. And you pick a theme every year, and so the theme for this year that I came, that I thought people would hate, was airplane mode. In other words, when you're, that. we've come from all over the country to be here on this mm-hmm. island mm-hmm. in Idaho, you can't use your screens while we're together. And I thought people were just gonna freak wow. out. They
0: loved it. Really? They
1: loved it. So they had the same frustration I had. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, everybody's on their screens or we're not really connecting. And so anyway, if people want details, email me. But the long and short of it is, you might be surprised that at a dinner that you invite people to a party you have at home and so on to say, no, in our home, the policy is this. Mm -hmm. You put your phones aside and we connect as real humans in real time Mm -hmm. and we're not being distracted. So. There's a lot more innovation that needs to happen there. Right. Certainly, you can turn off notifications, and one of my st- former students, Tristan Harris, advocates putting on a grayscale and so on.
0: What does that mean?
1: That means you don't see the colors; you just see it in black and white. Oh. And according to his hypothesis, it's less compelling. Oh. But certainly, the way we use screens is a household issue. Yeah. So you can decide as a household. Here's when screens are allowed and here's when we're not doing it. And even if it's a couple, that can be a decision together. Yes, for sure. I don't wanna be too prescriptive about that because people should be able to live their own lives and how they do it, but there Uh are ways. Uh, For example, I will not take a phone into a restaurant. And in Maui, I never take my phone to the beach. Are you kidding me? And then I walk down the beach and I see people, I mean, I live there. Half time, but I see tourists who are just temporarily there and they're on their phone. It's like, why? So just deciding, and it's not so much about tiny habits, but it is about designing your life. Mm-hmm. And that's the broader picture of tiny habits is mm-hmm. you can create the life you want. Just put a little teeny bit of effort into designing it. Right. And if it feels really hard not to go into the restaurant without your phone, do it one time. And see how it goes, how it right? Feels, just yeah. say, I'm gonna do it one time and see what happens. Or if your family says, no, we're we always have our phones at the table, just say, just give me one time. Right. So just scale it back and make it so easy that you're you don't resist it.
0: Right. Yeah. For me as as a mom now, my defense mechanism or what I tell myself is like, I just have to have it. God forbid something happens. Yeah. Like I need to be available. Yeah. I can't just not be reachable. But then I think like,
1: ugh. well, that is tricky.
0: Yeah, that like that's tricky. that makes it a little bit more complicated. But then again, how often? I mean, how often does something actually happen? And then you're you use it for something else. Yeah. You know?
1: well, and, and 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 you've probably seen this. It's not that novel. Where you change the password, or you make the password very hard to do, and yeah. you don't allow to save. So you just so there's this moment of pause, mm-hmm. launching. Instagram. And right. I told you one of my students was the co-founder of Instagram. So right. I kind of smile and I don't, you know, kind of smile. I don't know what it would be, but in an odd way when I'm like saying don't use Instagram, yeah. but yeah, it can really distract you from creating personal bonds. Right, and, and having the,
0: meaningful conversations. Yeah, again,
1: it's the close relationships that mm-hmm. make us happy. It's not the strangers on Instagram.
0: Right, so true.
1: Sorry, Mike, former student, co-founder. Yeah. <laughs> No, he would totally agree with me. I know that. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and chatting. I learned so much. This was so inspiring.